Hi, I'm Cheyenne. I'm Ash. And this is The Voiceless. And hello. Hello again. This is our uh, second episode we're recording today. So, excuse me if I sound a little tired. (laughs) Like, I am not ready to go back to work tomorrow. No. I love my job and stuff, but... I just feel like this year is incredibly taxing, mm-hmm. and I just need to sleep for like two weeks, and then afterwards I'll probably look like ten years younger again. Yeah, which some people already think I'm ten years younger than I actually am, and I'm just like, God bless you, sir. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a couple weeks ago, I don't know, my supervisor wrote in um an email it was like some kind of riddle but it was like who was born this day and I guess some people thought it was me and I'm like thank you for thinking I'm 21 years old (laughs) because I am not and I don't think I would want to be 21 it's like again I mean thank you sir I'm just immature (laughs) I laugh at at farts hello (laughs) I am 29 years old (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh. I am just like, although I am excited that, you know, we're like six episodes in now. This will be the sixth episode, I think. But yeah, yeah we made it. Really awesome that that's where we're at now. So we can hopefully only go up from here. I was going to say we can only go up from here, but I'm like, we could also go down. But just like so down. <laughs> but I mean, I'm sure we'll be fine. Yes. I think so. My fingers didn't make it into that picture. That sounded no, weird. No, I think you, it did. <laughs> it's just my glasses. I hate that you can see the flash. Oh. It's stupid. Eh. What can you do? Why are these people... Why am I all of a sudden just getting all these text messages from people I haven't talked to in, like, months? My They're God. like, hey, I heard your podcast. Remember when I was a total twat to you in high school? Because <laughs> he's a fuckboy. <laughs> there seriously is a song called Fuckboy. It's really good. Um, I don't, it's on the playlist, but I can't remember who sings it, but it's really good. Nice. So I don't know if you've, uh, if you've had a chat. Um, Hey Violet, that's who it is. Hey Violet, fuckboy really good go listen to it i'm gonna have to look into that we stand fuck boy (laughs) 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 but yeah there's uh i think there's a few true crime podcasts and blogs i'm gonna check out a little bit later so yeah yeah cool but yeah i think to start off we just want to shout out our uh, second and newest patron yeah michaela thanks michaela for donating you are now part of the basic witches yes so you basic witch yeah i love you i love you <laughs> you're amazing thank you we are working on merch so stay yes. tuned stay tuned with uh, a local winnipeg business yeah i think i want to get she's some awesome of her, like uh, some of her wooden signs too we'll give her a shout out a little bit later yeah when we um when we solidified a, a contact and everything, mm-hmm. and when we have permission, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean she's yeah she's uh, closed for orders right now anyway. So once she's open again, we'll we'll make sure we shout her out and. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing like finger guns. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I need to stop looking at Instagram. I'm getting distracted. <laughs> I had my phone open for my notes, and then uh, I don't know why I went on Instagram. I do that all the time. I mean, like at I least it wasn't TikTok. Jesus I open it to search things, and then um, I get lost and just forget what I was actually looking up. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so today's case um, is a crazy one. Uh, I'm sure most people, well, I don't want to say most people, some people probably know about it because it's been, uh, covered by a couple podcasts and there's books and Oxygen did an episode on it and it is just bananas. Um, 
So yeah, twists and turns and all sorts of fun, fun craziness. <laughs> like fun's not a right word. <laughs> was this a Canadian crime? No, this is um American. Yeah, Bethesda, okay. Maryland. Oh, okay. Um, and I mean, not, I think I'm saying that right. And not, I don't know. I was gonna say it's a fucking wild ride. Like, yeah. I remember when I first learned, um, I think I listened to a podcast on this case and then I was like, Holy yeah, shit. Morbid did a two parter yeah. on this. It was two parts? Yeah. Holy shit. I'm going to have to re re listen. Not re read. Oh my God. You can't read a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Morbid did re-listen. a two parter on this one. Um, nice. I downloaded it. I listened to it like twice this weekend. Um, yeah. And I love the way like they presented it. Um So I kind of did it similarly. Si- similarly? Cool. I'm excited. I'm like it, I feel like I'm not saying that right. Similarly? No, that's a it's a good word. That's, that's the way you that's say it. That's the way it. you say it. Yeah. It just doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth. <laughs> like, I there's hate something it. wrong. <laughs> or like <sighs> haphazard Half hazard. Well, that's also like the word posthumous. Yeah. Oh, I can't. Or like colonel. How do they get colonel from C O L O N E L? There is no R in there. It was Colonel Mustard. (laughs) But I conservatory. I hate that word so much. Colonel. Yeah, because I'm like, what is a col colonel? Colonel. Colonel. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast where I just badly say English words and then just sound like a moron out there. Where Ashley learns English. <laughs> I love it. I swear, I'm not illiterate, okay? <laughs> I just have a hard time with words. <laughs> That's okay. Sometimes I like, well, you've witnessed it where I've like written something in cursive and I'm trying to read it and I'm like, wow. I love cursive, and sometimes I just can't read my own. Yeah. But whatever, I'm still going to write in cursive, and I'm still going to advocate for people learning cursive because it is just beautiful penmanship. Mm-hmm. I want to learn calligraphy. Imagine if your doctor ha- was taught calligraphy, and so instead of it being, like, just a line, it was, like, just old, the fanciest, old, like... old English, like, concerta. <laughs> 36 micrograms or something. I don't know. But yeah. I mean, it would be easier to read than the fucking scribble they usually write down. (laughs) I mean, nowadays it's mostly like they do it on the computer and then they print it out, which like, I appreciate that. Thank the Lloyd. I gotta give like props to pharmacists that can read that bullshit on a daily. (laughs) I know. Or they probably like... like... Behind closed doors, like call the doctor and be like, "What the fuck are you looking oh, for?" They probably do, and like I've been on Reddit where some pharmacists have said, like I've caught like a doctor error on a prescription where they write like five hundred grams instead of five hundred micrograms. Jesus Christ! Where it's like, holy shit, this person would have died, and so yeah, like it's crazy. Damn. Would we? Would you trust a robot more than a human with your prescriptions, though? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It depends how intelligent the robot is, I guess. But that's its own worry, and in a in and it's of itself, it's the Mars rover. Yeah, like is that thing? It'd be still like fucking RoboCop situation. Fuck. I never watched RoboCop. Or no, wait, that was Judge Dredd. Sorry, I'm getting RoboCop and Judge Dredd mixed up. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. So I guess I'll just jump right into this. Just dive right in, head first into a shallow pool. <laughs> oh my god. That got dark. <laughs> like in um, a walk to remember when they like made that kid jump. And then he ended up with, like, some kind of spinal injury. Jesus. This case takes place in Bethesda, Maryland on March 11th, 2011 at the Lululemon Athletica store. Um, So, yeah, this is the case of 
the murder of Jaina Murray, um, a.k.a. the Lululemon murder. Um, so some of you may know this story, some of you may not, and either way, it is a crazy ride. So mm -hmm. uh, buckle up and buckle up, bitches. Yeah. Brittany Norwood, 27, and Jaina Murray, 30, were working together on the night of March 11th, 2011. Uh, and what happened that night horrified local residents and businesses um, because this area was full of high-end retail stores and restaurants. It was considered one of the safest areas in the city. Uh, stores in the area rushed to install security cameras and hire security to escort employees to their cars upon hearing the series of events that happened. Um, so before that, I want to get a little background on both Jaina and Brittany. Um, so Jaina was a supervisor at this Lululemon location. She was a bright, loving, compassionate, adventurous, and intelligent woman. She had her Bachelor of Science degree from George Washington University and was just two months away from completing her Master's of Communication and Master's in Business Administration from John Hopkins University at the time of her death. Um, according to her family, Jaina loved animals dancing, and traveling, um, and she also loved to volunteer for different organizations. Mm -hmm. What a peach. Like, seriously, though. Um, and everyone said that, like, her smile, like, lit up a room. Oh, I bet. And, like, I know, like, <laughs> a lot of cases, they're like, they had the brightest smile and all. Like, as soon as he walked into a room, like, everybody would look. And, but, like, What would you say, like, if I died? Like, would you be like, oh, her smile lit up a room where it's like, I constantly remember her talking about murder, <laughs> murder and washing your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I, it's kind of weird. Sometimes you think like, or have you ever seen those memes where it's like, if I die, don't be saying like, oh yeah, he's smiling down at me. Like, you know, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> don't fucking lie. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, so Brittany was a star athlete in high school and went on to play for Stony Brook University in New York, um, where she was named Defensive Most Valuable Player. Um, and to many that knew her, Brittany had a bubbly and caring personality and had planned on owning her own gym. And uh, her first step towards that was becoming a personal trainer at Equinox, which she had a um, secondary interview for a position for that um, set the following Monday. So that's pretty cool. I mean, personal trainer is something I've thought about before. I would love that. Like, not, um, I know, like, I don't know, some people don't like, like, fitness junkies and stuff, but I think, you know, encouraging people to live their best life would be cool. Yeah. See, to me, I'm like, I think I could, like, if I went into that area, I could probably appeal to the masses because I'm not, like, what you picture as, like, a personal trainer. Like, I'm mm -hmm. fit, but I'm also not, like, just pure muscle. Like, I still like to, like, and that's what a lot of, eat like, junk <laughs> and drink wine. Well, and, like, that's, like, that's a... That would be awesome. It's, like, more approachable than, like... Of course. A like, rip dude or a rip chick, like... Like... Don't get me wrong, I would love to have, like, a super ripped trainer, but, mm. like, well, like, for the average person, I feel like someone more approachable is well, nice. Well, the thing is, too, is, like, the gym isn't, you shouldn't be going to the gym and, like, working yourself to death anyway. Like, you should be going to, you know, like, just get moving, because, mm -hmm. honestly, I spend a lot of time on the couch right now, and that's not... That's not healthy, especially when I'm pretty sure my one leg just gets really bad cramps in it. So, I don't know. It's stupid. But I think you should go to the gym if you want to go to the gym. Yeah. For sure. She wanted to be a personal trainer. Yeah. Cool. I would love to be that. It would be. Um, so, back in 2011... Um, not too many people knew about Lululemon Athletica outside of yoga enthusiasts and, uh, you know, elite athletes. 
Did people really not know about, like, did yoga pants not become a thing until post-2011? I, like, I, I feel like remember. they weren't really a big, uh, like, they weren't as big as they are now, for sure. When was the boom in yoga pants? I can't even remember, like, 2015, I'm assuming that? That sounds about right. Okay. Because I know, like, in high school, like, it wasn't a thing. No, I graduated 2009. No. Yeah, I remember that. I was still in jeans all the time at that point. I used to wear leggings, not not like yoga pant leggings. Yeah. But I also remember like when my friend got a pair of Lululemon pants for Christmas. I was like, holy crap. They're so fucking expensive. They were like $99. Yeah. I'm like, damn, they better make your ass look good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so not many people knew about Lululemon before this. Um, It was a chain that many of us know now for selling high-end yoga and workout apparel. Um, But in March 2011, the chain would make headline news when Montgomery County Police announced that the night of March 11th, 2011, just as Brittany and Jaina had closed up the store, two men slipped in and brutally attacked the women. So when Rachel Ortelli... Um, I don't know how to say her last name. O-E-R-T-L-I. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, so when Rachel got to work Saturday morning around 8 a.m., uh, she never could have expected what she would find that morning. So upon entering um, the front door of the store, she noticed... Um, what? Nope, hold on. I'm reading my notes, and I skipped ahead, and then I mess it up. We can edit this out. Okay. Upon reaching the front door of the store, Rachel noticed that the door was already unlocked, which was strange because Jaina was working the night before, and um, she always made sure that the doors were locked. Mm-hmm. Upon entering the store, Rachel noticed that the store was a mess. Like, there was a broken TV on the floor. Clothes were everywhere. Racks of clothes were, like, knocked over. Um, but before Rachel could get too far into the store, she heard a muffled sound coming from the back. Um, and so she got the fuck out of there. She was like, I want no part of this. No shit. Like, anytime I think about people, like, going in or, like, if they hear something in their house and stuff, they go towards the sound. It's like, if you legitimately think that there's someone in your house, you get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And that's exactly what Rachel did. Run like a deer. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So she ran out of the store and she found um, a man standing outside the Apple store, which was right next door. um, Because it was super busy that morning because the day before the iPad 2 had launched, which like just dates like how old this thing is because we're on iPad like 6,000 at this point. I still forget that like my first iPhone wasn't until like 2011 or something and it was still like those really old ass. Little tiny ones? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so she found a man named um, Ryan Huff um, and she had called 911 like as soon as she left the store. And this is Rachel did this? Yeah. Okay. So Rachel called 911 as soon as she left the store. And then um, she was like, I, like, pretty much, like, it looks like we were robbed. Like, she everything was all over the place. Um, and then, so Ryan, like, overheard this and kind of, like, looked over and was like, mm-hmm. you cool? <laughs> like, are you okay? Oh, my God. And so she was like, she kind of, like, told him what was happening and then he was like do you want me to like go in and see so she was like yeah so they went back to the store and like went in together and they hadn't called the cops yet? um no she had called the cops oh, okay. already so they sorry were like on I, their way sorry if I missed that. um but then he was like oh do you want me to go and see um so upon entering the store ryan called out anybody here and there was no response. Um, he noticed scattered blood stains, which seemed to become larger in quantity the closer he got to the back area of the mm-hmm, store. Mm-hmm. Um, so he kept going back towards the back of the store, um, and he noticed there was blood spatter like up the wall. Um, in some spots, it was up to like six feet high. Oh, I've seen the picture. I feel like no, I've seen them. I too. will link. Um, 
in the show notes where you can see those pictures because I'm not going to post those ones on Instagram mm-hmm. just because um, I know wanna, some people don't want to see that. And, and we like, also don't want to get like deleted or, yeah. or reported. <laughs> Instagram so. don't come for me. Yeah. Um, don't suck us, please. Yeah. So Ryan then noticed a large pool of blood near a purple door, um, which he gently and cautiously pushed the door open, which stopped abruptly upon hitting a body. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can't imagine. I would be out of there so fast. I wouldn't. I don't even think I would go, go in, in in the first place. I'd yeah. just be like, I'd be like, I'll wait till the cops get here. Thank you. I mean, I'm never going to assume that the person who did this isn't still like in around the, yeah. anywhere, hiding in a fucking closet or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so he could see a pair of legs through the door, um, laying face down in a pool of blood. Was Jana Murray. Um, he yelled out, I was going to actually like yell it, but I'm like, let's not do that. Um, he yelled out, there's a body back here. I think they are dead. Um, he then proceeded to go back to the front of the store when he noticed there was another bathroom door that was open. Mm-hmm. And this is where he found Brittany, who was bound um, at the ankles and wrists by zip ties. Mm-hmm. Um, her yoga pants were ripped at the crotch and this letter late or uh, later led police to believe that she may have been raped. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was something, it turned out to be like a gray t-shirt was wrapped around her neck. Oh, okay. Um, So upon first looking at Jaina's body, it appeared that there was a big open wound on the back of her head. Um, A rope was extended under her neck, uh, indicating that she may have been strangled. And the back of her pants and underwear were ripped open. Um, so they thought that maybe she had been assaulted as well. Yeah. Um, so immediately, um, obviously, the cops sent Brittany to the hospital <laughs> because her injuries look pretty bad. Yeah. And, you know, rape kits and all that. So were they in the same room or no? Um, they were in two different okay, bathroom yeah. areas. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Uh, they obviously like sent a cop or a detective with Brittany to the hospital because mm-hmm. they wanted to get like her story and see what they could get out of her um, as close to it happening as possible. Yeah. So according to Brittany, um, the two women had finished their closing duties and had left and locked the doors around 9.45 p.m. Um, when Brittany had realized she had forgotten her wallet in the store, um, she called Jaina, who was already at her car because they went like separate ways to go home, mm-hmm. um, and asked if she could let her back in to get her wallet. Um, and she said, that's fine. Like Jaina was like, oh, I also forgot my laptop. Like, I'll meet you over there and we'll go back inside. Oh, okay. And so, um, because they, they assumed it would just be like a quick, like 30 seconds, like in and out. They didn't bother locking the door behind them mm-hmm. when they went back in. Um, and so that's when the two masked men had slipped into the store and attacked both her and Jaina. Um, she said that the two men wore uh, dark clothes head to toe um, with gloves, ski masks, and hoodies over their heads. One was roughly six feet tall. Um, the other one was around 5'3", which I'm like, that's a huge difference difference in height well what was okay it's it's a meme just to like poking poking fun at um the uh like racism like racial profiling and stuff with police Mm -hmm. it's like um it was like a black guy between like four feet and seven feet tall (laughs) (laughs) always (laughs) it's just oh my god that's one of my favorite memes All right. Um, yeah. So the six foot tall um, assailant, I guess we'll call them. Um, he had dragged Jaina by her hair as she screamed for help, um, and the other one threw Brittany to the ground, demanding Brittany tell him where the money is. Um, so she opened the three small safes located at the front of the store, mm-hmm. um, and then he took her to the back of the store where he tied her up and raped her. Um, also violating her with a wooden hanger at one point, Ugh. which sounds fucking rough. Oh my god. 
Um, so she then told detectives that he struck her in the forehead, um, which makes it hard for her to fully remember what happened after that. Which, I mean, like, that would probably knock you out if Mm -hmm. you got hit hard enough. Oh, 100%. Or you would just have a massive fucking headache and you'd be like, I'm just gonna nap now. I'd be terrified, to be honest, to get knocked out because isn't that, it's really bad if you get knocked out. Yeah. Like in movies and stuff, they make it out to be like not a big deal. But honestly, like how many people did Captain America just, he gave them traumatic brain injuries for sure. Yeah. Um, she said that she couldn't see the skin color um, of the men, but that they sounded young and white. Um, Brittany also mentioned that the men used multiple um derogatory like racial slurs towards her especially Mm -hmm. while they were raping her which i'm like lovely um sounds like white men (laughs) sounds about white (laughs) um so the police went to the apple store next door to talk with employees and see if they had any surveillance footage of the street or surrounding area um to see Mm -hmm. if they could pinpoint the two men responsible Mm mm-hmm um, they learned that the employees working the night before had heard the commotion next door and uh, just brushed it off as drama between two women. Oh, my God. But, like, one of them was, like, screaming, like, please, God, like, don't do this. Like, help me. Like, What kind of fucking drama did they think that was? <laughs> like, where? I don't know. But, like, you hear, like, it went on for a good, like, 20, 30 minutes. Like... I don't know. Send, they have security in the Apple store. Fucking send them next door and be like, and yo, also, the fuck is wrong with you? Are you yeah, guys okay? Like, like, even if they were arguing and even if it was just, like, drama, it, like, people can still, like, like hurt each other. And if yeah. they're screaming and stuff, it's like, oh, hey, maybe we should see if we can stop this before it, you know, escalates to something physical. Well, they all, like, one of the employees said that she heard, like, um, rustling and, like, dragging of, like, heavy, like, something heavy on the floor. I'm like, yeah, that after sounds... arguing, you don't think something, like... That sounds normal as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh Not God. sus at all. <laughs> that was sarcasm, FYI. I don't know where these people are from that this is like normal well yeah i don't know i think because like it was a pretty affluent area so i think they just like they didn't think that anything like this would ever happen so they were like "Eh." uh yeah but still like just fucking call somebody well you think if they were in an affluent area they would have like jumped at the chance of calling the cops yeah i guess like it could go either way um I get it. Like, sometimes I'm, like, sitting here watching horror movies and, you know, they're screaming and everything. And I just, I I hope that nobody calls the cops. <laughs> but at the same time, I've had to break into my apartment and, like, again, no one has called the cops. So I'm like, hmm. We're like, yeah, it's probably fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, another employee said that, like, they just didn't want to, like, get involved in the I drama. Know, and like, I'm like, I get that. Like, you can call the cops, stay anonymous, like... That's the thing. Like, people... I don't understand how people... Like, more people don't know that if you call the cops or if you report something, you can remain anonymous. Like, even crime stoppers. Like, even when there's... Excuse me. Even when there's a cash... Like, when there's a reward for something, they are able to get it to people, like, through cash... Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, you can remain 100% anonymous. Yeah. So, I don't know. If you are suspecting anything, like... As Even much if as it ends up being nothing, like, at least you can sleep at night knowing, like... Well, at least you tried, right? Yeah. Like, you just... I don't know. People are weird. Um, I don't know. I've also never had to call the cops because of something, so... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, There's video... Surveillance from inside the Apple store showing the employees leaning against the wall, listening to the screaming and noises coming from next door. (laughs) Which, like, I feel bad for laughing, but I'm like, it's just so absurd. Like, it was that noticeable that you were, like, 
curious enough to lean up against the wall. Might as well put like, a fucking glass up to it, too. Like, jeez. <laughs> um, they were able to locate footage of two men similar to what Brittany had described um, walking past the Apple store around the time of the incident. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like, bingo, we got it. These are our guys. Yeah, we got them. <laughs> Um, so they were, they, like, kind of staked out the, yeah. the area like, for hey, a couple days hey, to see I, if they came back. Again, what was the description? Um, it was, if you don't, one was six feet tall, one was five three, and they were head to toe in dark clothes with gloves, ski masks, and hoodies over their head. How do you, like, okay, this is fucking ridiculous, because, like, I feel like there have been... Was it X Files or something where it was like there's this description and it's like super fucking vague and they're like, like that this sounds is like him. every white man in and America. It's like what? <laughs> how are you? How does this person fit this description? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's ridiculous. I don't know, but like in the the video, I saw like a photo image. It was just like two people you couldn't even tell it was men just two people head to toe in black clothes and they were like those are our guys yeah there's that and then all of a sudden like in comic books you have like fucking superman it's like oh who's superman and meanwhile his only disguise is like a pair of glasses whereas you can wear a fucking bella clava and then be like fingered out in a lineup i just like the word fingered (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so they kind of hung around like the apple store for a day or so just to see if like the two guys would come back because you know they always return to the scene of the crime kind of logic and they ended up coming by like the next day so the cops were like what the fuck like why what happened that night were you here do you know um whatever just like interrogating them Mm -hmm. um as one does. Yeah. Um, so the two men ended up, like, they were like, yeah, like, we walked by at this time, but, like, I don't know what happened there. Like, they're like, we work as busboys at the restaurant, like, nearby. We were just walking home after our shift. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, I was a bus person. You are head to toe in black. Yeah. Well, which, like, I mean, that's... like, that is the worst color to wear when you're cleaning <laughs> shit up because yeah. it just gets dirty so fast. Um but yeah, and their alibis checked out, so the cops were like, "All right, dead end." <laughs> um, so at this point, the police start having doubts about Brittany's story, because um, every time they've asked her, like everything is exactly the same every time she tells it, and so they're like, "That's weird," because like, yeah. it's weird, you know, when someone's story changes completely, but it's also almost more weird when it's exactly the same every single time. Cause like, even if like I tell a story about like something that happened to me like three weeks ago. Yeah. And then you like ad lib and like, you know, it changes up how you say it every time. But every time they asked her, it was like, she said it the exact same way. And like the exact same sequence of events. Almost and, like, like when two people like say the same thing like word for word where it's like, yeah, you're just like a script, you, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. Learn how to fucking improvise. <laughs> oh my god. Think on your toes if you want to be a fucking serial killer. God damn. <laughs> Please don't become a serial killer, okay? Yeah. We're, we, we're, we're not gonna deal with your shit. No. Um, yeah, and also, like, the physical evidence they were collecting just wasn't adding up with Brittany's story either. Well, like, because... <sighs> She claimed that she was sexually assaulted, correct? Yeah. And they would have, per- they did perform a rape kit as part of her, I'm assuming, workup when she was sent to the hospital. Yeah. And nothing came back from that. Mm. So. Okay. And then that's, I'm assuming they used, that was also part of what made them suspect that she was not telling the truth, correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, so it, like, the more they looked through the evidence and the crime scene, the more it became apparent that it was a staged crime scene. Um, there were only two sets of bloody footprints in the store, and one matched to Brittany's, and another matched to a pair of size 14 men's sneakers um, mm. that were used at the Lululemon store for, like, uh, sizing and, like, all that kind of stuff. 
Oh, yeah, it was, like... Um, and they were left at the scene. So they're, like... <laughs> she pulled them off the... Okay, so she pulled them off the shelf, correct? Yeah. And then she wore them around? Yeah. Okay, that's... Um, and then she just put them back. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't gotten to that part yet, but yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry you mentioned the sneakers. Um, um, yeah, so they were left... you at- didn't hear me spoiling <laughs> They were left at the scene, which made the detectives question, obviously, one, why would the intruders leave evidence, like shoes, behind at a crime scene? Mm-hmm. And two, why would um, why would they use shoes from the store? Like, because the soles of the shoes were clean, but the, like, top of them was splattered in blood. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that in itself just doesn't make sense. Um, So also, if you recall, the Apple Store employees recalled hearing two women arguing the night before. No male voices were heard. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that's not to say that, like, people can't disguise their voices or, like, men always have lower voices or whatever. What time did this all happen again? Around 10 o'clock at night. That's late for a Lululemon store. Well, they were closing up and like. Right. Oh, I'm assuming that they probably they probably closed at like, like nine. Yeah. And, and then, then cleaned up and then. I yeah, I forget that because they originally left around like nine thirty nine forty five right, and then yeah. went back after. Mm-hmm. Uh, where was I? Um. Yeah. So this all led the detectives. Um. Led to the detectives concluding that there wasn't masked intruders that did this. It was Brittany. Ooh. Dun dun dun. Um, so the detective that was at the hospital with Brittany um, when she was getting evaluated had noticed that there was a cut between, like, I don't want to call it webbing, but like between your forefinger and your thumb. Ooh. And uh, that he has rec- a name, I think, but I can't recall it at the time. But yikes. Um, he recalled this happening during his previous job as a tactical medic with the U.S. Army. Um, that would happen to SWAT members during field exercises when the members would use knives and sometimes the blades would slip and it would cut their hand um, in the exact same manner. Oh, my God. So he kind of noticed this. He didn't mention this to the doctors um, or Brittany, but he immediately started doubting her story. Yeah. Because, like, that's something that would only happen to you if you were the one doing it i mean yeah that's already like sus as fuck (laughs) yeah um so what actually happened the night of march 11th you may ask well what happened let me tell you (laughs) (laughs) so around uh 9 45 p.m Brittany and jana locked up the store and went their separate ways Shortly after, Brittany called Jaina on her cell phone, um, stating that she had forgotten her wallet with her Metro card and asked if Jaina could let her back into the store to get it. Um, so they met up, uh, met back up in front of the store and went inside as Jaina had also forgotten her laptop. And this is when Brittany started attacking Jaina because she had discovered Brittany had been stealing from the store. Oh my god. And had confronted her earlier about it that evening. Um... The management of that Lululemon store had been suspicious of Brittany of stealing merchandise. Yeah. Um, and they were planning on firing her. They just needed to, like, catch her red-handed. Mm-hmm. Because you can't just, like, fire somebody without evidence. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, um, yeah, that's exactly what happened that night. Like, like, in retail, like, you do, like, bag checks on each other. Right, right. It's just like a routine thing. And when Jaina looked in Brittany's bag, like she found a pair of yoga pants and mm. she was like, oh, like, did you buy these? Like the tags are still on it. There's no receipt. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And so like Brittany was like, oh, I bought it like from this other manager. Like I just don't have the receipt. So Jaina called that manager and she was like, no, like I never sold these to her. And then they even like looked up in the records and like yeah. they were never sold. Oh, my God. Um, so yeah, she was caught red-handed and she kind of knew like, well, I'm fucked at this point. So, um, so Rachel had said to police that Jaina had called her shortly before 10 o'clock, um, from her car going over daily bag checks. Um, she had mentioned that Jaina said she suspected Brittany of stealing merchandise as she found the pair of leggings in her bag Mm -hmm. with the tags and no receipt. 
Um, according to authorities, um, Brittany bludgeoned, choked, and stabbed Jaina using at least five different weapons to inflict more than 330 separate wounds. What the fuck? Yeah. Over um, a pair of pants. Yeah. Um, I will get into, like, the breakdown of those in a little bit. Um, yeah, it's rough. Like, they're, I get it. They're $100 for a pair of yoga pants, but, like, it's not fucking worth it. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. And, like, you work there, like, you'll get a discount, and also, like, just don't steal from where you work. Like, I mean, don't steal in general. It, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should say that. Yes. <laughs> don't shoplift. Um... Yeah, so after she, like, attacked Jaina, which they concluded, like, the amount, it would it would have had taken at least 20 minutes for all of that to happen, which is just horrifying. Um, oh, my God. So after that, she got into Jaina's car and moved it three blocks from the store because it was in, like, a no-parking zone or something. Yeah. Um, giving her roughly 10 hours to stage the crime scene and give herself superficial wounds. Um, and then she put herself in the bathroom and, uh, zip tied her own ankles and wrists. Oh my God. Yeah. Very over the top. For um, a pair of pants. Yeah. All over a pair of yoga just pants. fucking, like, what would have happened if, like, she would have just been, what, fired, maybe charged? I don't know if they would have fucking cared, but, like... They probably would have just fired her. Like, and, like, she had a secondary interview with Equinox, like, two days later, like... And just... Yeah, that's just fucking senseless. I mean, it wasn't the first time she's been caught stealing, so... Yeah. Um, I'll get into that a little later also. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um... The detective notes on Jaina's body, uh, quote, there were numerous lacerations on the victim's chest, stomach, back, and legs, as well as what appeared to be defensive wounds on the victim's right hand. Um, so breakdown of all the injuries, there were 232 blunt force injuries, um, 99 sharp force injuries, or like stab wounds. Um, there were over 100 wounds to her head alone. Um, and there was a three and a half inch deep stab wound on the back of her neck. Holy yeah. Fuck. And then, um, 105 defensive wounds on her hands and arms. Like she fought like hell. And, um, the ME came to like the conclusion that Jaina was alive the entire time oh for God. all like 330 wounds. She was alive and fighting. Um, she only died after being, uh, stabbed in the head. Oh my God. Yeah. So she felt all of that, which is just fucking horrible. Um, so of the, uh, weapons that were used, there was a hammer, two box cutters, a wrench, a serrated knife, um, that metal rod thing that they used to like get clothes down off of like the oh, high. Oh, right. Yep. Yeah. And then, like, um, the peg that, like, holds the mannequin in place also. Mm -hmm. um, and then a razor. Um, so Brittany was arrested on March 18th, 2011, and charged with first-degree murder. Mm -hmm. um, so only, like, a week later. So at least they, like, figured it out fairly quick. Oh, yeah. Um, the, <laughs> the... I mean, she wasn't very smart about it. She really wasn't. Um, I mean, in general, beating someone to death that badly over a pair of fucking yoga pants isn't something <laughs> anyone intelligent, I would imagine, would do anyway, so. Yeah. Um, so while in police custody, she refused to talk with detec with uh, detectives. Mm -hmm. They even brought in her sister and brother, um, in an attempt to get her to talk. Uh... After hearing what her sister had done, though, like, her sister removed herself from the situation. Oh, my God. She just, like, left. She's like, I can't deal with this. Yeah, like, no fucking kidding. Um, and then her brother, Chris, like, tried to get her to talk and, like, um, I'm not going to go, like, too far into detail on it. Um, but, like, if you want to hear, like, more in detail about, like, what the brother 
had to say in the interrogation room, like, listen to the morbid episodes on this because they go super in depth. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it was like a two parter. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so like she wouldn't talk to him while detectives were in the room. And mm-hmm. so eventually they just like left and were like, whatever. Like, <laughs> and like, <sighs> it's so dumb. I mean, she's not smart really in anyway, general, but yeah. <laughs> Like, after they left the room, she was like, oh, like, are you sure they're not recording us? They can't hear us, blah, blah, blah. Like, like you're in... And her brother was like, no, no, like, I checked the room. Like, there's nothing recording us. There's, like, nothing. And I'm, at first, I'm like, maybe he's just trying to, like, calm her down and get her to talk. But then, like, yeah. later on, like, he was, like, kind of coaching her and being like, okay, like, we got to come up with, like a reason why you attacked her like this. And then he was like, um, part of it was like, were you shoplifting? Is that what this is about? Like, that's the first thing he went to. And so you're just like, clearly she's like, she has a problem with this because that's the first thing he suspected. Like, yeah, that's bad. Um, but yeah, so after some convincing from her brother that they weren't being recorded or watched, um, Brittany kind of told him what happened. Um, even like before she told him, she was like, I don't want to talk about it here. Like, I just want to go home and like, I'll tell you about it. And he's like, they're not going to let you leave. Like, yeah. she thought she was going to go home and he's like, no, oh like, my God, no, no, that's you're... not how this works. Like you're going to take off if they let you go home. That's like... not how any of this works. <laughs> um, so during her trial. Um, the judge described Brittany and the murder as, quote, cold-blooded, brutal, calculated, deliberate, devious, and malicious. Which, yes. Um, which brought a burst of applause from the courtroom that was packed with over 200 people, including relatives of Jaina and Brittany. Um, Brittany's former teammates said that she had a reputation as, quote, a liar and a thief. Holy which, I mean, like, you got to do a lot to get that kind yeah, of reputation. Straight fucked. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, a former teammate said, quote, other girls on the team that had known her longer than me had told me things like, watch your locker, keep it locked. She's been known to steal things. <laughs> um, yeah. So you might be thinking, holy shit, that is a quick transition from stealing to brutal murder. That is just seriously like that escalated so fast fast. um i don't yeah so but it's not britney's first brush with the law let me tell you um she had actually been um arrest it was either arrested or just like questioned about previously punching pushing and throwing things at a former boyfriend um this ex-boyfriend uh, and his new girlfriend actually had to take a restraining outer order out on Brittany for stalking them in 2007. Holy shit. Um, she violated the terms of the restraining order shortly after by following them to their car. And, uh, yeah, according to the filing, quote, petitioner fears for his safety. And uh, her ex said that Brittany needs anger management and a psychiatric evaluation. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just maybe. Um, that would have been a good idea to do at the time, but did they end up... They, from what I saw, that never happened. So, um, Brittany's lawyers conceded at the end of the trial that Brittany had killed Jaina. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't premeditated. Um, she simply lost it in a moment of irrationality and didn't have the forethought required to be convicted of first-degree murder. What? And the jury pretty much told the lawyers to go fuck themselves, and they rejected that argument after deliberating for about an hour. Um, they found Brittany guilty of first-degree murder. Good, because that's a little fucked up. <laughs> um so Brittany was sentenced to life without parole on January 28th, 2012. Um, Brittany had pleaded for the judge to grant her um, the possibility of parole, mm-hmm. um, saying, I don't even ask for myself. I truly ask this for my family, especially my mom and dad. 
to which uh, Montgomery Circuit Judge Robert Greenberg said, quote, you will live. Um, there will be Christmases, there will be phone calls, there will be visits. The only visits Jaina Murray will have are those to her grave. End That's quote. fucking sad. And that is uh, the insane and tragic murder of Jaina Murray. Um, there is a book about this. Um, it's called The Yoga Store Murder. And it's by Dan Morse. You can find, like, ebooks on it on Amazon and yeah. all that. Um, like I said, like, one of my sources for this was Morbid True Crime Podcast. Um, they're older episodes, but you if you search, like, Lululemon Murder, it'll it'll pop up. Yeah, like, uh, I think even if um, a few other... If, if, if there are any other podcasts that have it, I think it... It would, it, it would show, yeah. yeah. Depending on the platform you're using. Yeah. Um, also, there's an Oxygen episode of this um, on their series Snapped. I didn't mm-hmm. write down the episode, but I'll find it and I'll put it in the show notes. Oh, so um, and then my other sources were um, Wikipedia, The Washington Post, and uh, Murderpedia. Also. Yeah, I always forget about Murderpedia. Yeah, they had a lot of information on here. Which is wicked. We love all the info we can get. And yeah, so that's that. Um, Don't be that fucking crazy. I mean, I have always wanted a pair of Lululemons. Yeah, I would But I just can't justify a $100 yoga pant. I can't justify killing anyone over... Oh, definitely A hundred dollars. I guess they, yeah, that's where I should have went with that. <laughs> no, I'm just, like, I'm just being a, I'm just being a dipshit now, so. But, yeah, that's, um, some insane shit right there. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that, um, whole story just because of how absurd, like, the, the lengths that this woman went to to like try to cover her tracks but it was just so messy and so fucking stupid and like the jaina didn't deserve to die no 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 well and like nobody deserves to jaina wasn't even supposed to be working that night she switched off with another manager my god so that manager's probably like jesus christ like that would have been me and then also feeling like shit because like Mm -hmm. if jaina wasn't there i mean either way it's yeah. Somebody probably would have been murdered, but I, <laughs> I mean, know. as bad as that sounds, but that just seems like that's what it would have been the end game of that for Brittany. Yeah, especially if, I, well, I mean, like they said, it was like this huge crash kind of. She just kind of went, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks for listening to. <laughs> Our retelling of the Lululemon murder. Yeah. Thanks, guys. To stay updated on all our projects or to follow our journey even more closely, you can find us on Instagram at the Voiceless True Crime Podcast, on Twitter at Voiceless True. For any case suggestions, reviews, or comments, you can email us at voicelesspodcast at gmail.com. And to donate to our podcast and become a member of our Patreon, head on over to the link in our Instagram bio. Uh, Patrons receive exclusive perks and bonus material. Stay safe, wash your hands, and lock your doors.